Your Fave Bad Movie. Welcome back to another episode of Your Fave Bad Movie. Today, we have a very special guest. She's beautiful, talented, has great hair, nice knockers. She's out here making comedy. She's out here working on an online web series. This is Naomi Dixon. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, that's the way it had to go. Yeah, I had to go like that. Naomi, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, what can I say? You know, I'm a Capricorn sun, uh, Pisces moon, that's very important, and a Cancer rising, so. So what does your boyfriend think of you? Um, my boyfriend loves me. Um, he thinks I can be a little manipulative, but that's just the Cancer rising I keep trying to tell him. <laughs> and what movie did you pick for us to watch today? Uh, I picked probably my favorite movie on earth. Um, this movie literally defines who I am as a person, so those of you who know me, pay special attention. Um, (laughs) I'll send this directly to your boyfriend. Thank you. Um, it is a movie called She's All That. She's All That? The great movie of our generation? Yes. Oh my god. I know. Well, here's some facts about She's All That. She's All That came out January 29, 1999. Yes. This was the turn of the century. It was. And honestly, it set us up. We had no idea about Y2K. (laughs) We didn't even know it was coming. She's all that, and then there was none. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. So, it was directed by Robert Iscove. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. You're familiar with him. Oh, Robbie and I go way back. Yeah, yeah. No, like, he's he's cool. (laughs) Friend of the pod. Arlie Fleming Jr., who I thought was Arlie Ermey from... A full Metal Jacket and oh Texas God. Chainsaw Remake. And I was like, he wrote this? No. No. This is a completely separate dude. But um, Robert Isco, he also directed from Justin to Kelly. <gasps> and that's his one other notable credit. Amazing. So he crashed and burned after this. Okay. Meryl Streep wishes she could be on one of his Honestly, sets. Honestly, like, David Lynch who? <laughs> and this movie stars a million people that you know, or if you're a little bit younger, you've heard of. Yes. Or you've definitely jerked off to. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Freddie <laughs> Prince Jr.? Yeah. Rachel Lee Cook? Mm-hmm. Matthew Lillard? Definitely. Paul Walker? Yes. Jody Lynn O'Keefe? No. No. No, actually, no. No. Anna Paquin? Yes. Kieran Culkin. Oh, it's Kieran. It's Kieran. Well, That's why no. I was like, wait, he looks a little like, familiar. If it's Rory, then yes, but Kieran is a no for me. Oh. Yeah, Kieran is a no for me. That's a no for me, dog. Um, Usher's in it. Yes. Little Kim is in it. Yes. Gabrielle Union is in it. Yes, definitely. Clea Duval is in it. Yes. <laughs> and Sarah Michelle Geller shows up with a brief. <sighs> Cameo, where yes. she doesn't say anything. I know. She's just there to visit her boy on set. Who is her boy? Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, my God. They've been married for Evs, and he went on Howard Stern, and Howard Stern was like, oh, so, like, call me when you've been married for 10 years. Like, whatever, dude. This is Hollywood, dude. And, like, Freddie Prince Jr., like, someone, like, posted it, like, around their 10th wedding anniversary to be like... Look at that. Did he call Freddie? him? I don't know. I hope so. I hope so. And I hope Howard Stern was like, oh, okay, well, I'm still lonely. Yeah, exactly. And Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar are like, oh, we're happy. They're like, that's cool. We have kids. It's chill. It's chill. We both have a cookbook out. <laughs> do they really? I think they do, yeah. Why? I don't know. Freddie Prince Jr. just put one out and it's like grilling. I of think. course it is. He has such yeah. major dad energy Sarah Michelle Gellar has like a natural food and snack startup. Good? Yeah. For her. I know. I like her. So, Naomi? Yes. Can you tell us what this movie's about? Oh, God. Um, can I tell you what my life is about? Can I, <laughs> can I tell you why the earth rotates around the sun? Yeah. Um, so this movie is about 
Freddie Prince Jr.'s character, whose name is Zach Seiler. Okay, Zach is like the perfect dude. He's got good grades. He's mm-hmm. on the soccer team because oh. someone from Canada wrote this and didn't understand <laughs> football existed. He's on the soccer team. He's just like the it boy. And his hot girlfriend dumps him for a real world cast member at MTV's Beach House for, su- for spring break. And I know I just said a lot of things that young people don't know. That's fine. Don't even look it up. <laughs> um, I wasn't there. You weren't there. Let's just call it a wash. So anyway, his girlfriend dumps him for this real world cast member. And... He's like, well, whatever, I can find a new girl because I'm so amazing. Like, this new girl, whoever the fuck she is, will go from, like, a nobody to, like, who, you know, to, like, my status. And so Paul Walker, who is the enemy in this movie for some reason, even though he's an angel from heaven, um, he's like, Technically, okay, yeah. Yeah, tech, R.I.P. Um, rip in peace. Um, technically, he was like, okay, well, let's make a bet. Let's, like, bet that you take some fucking uggo and make her prom queen. <laughs> <laughs> So they start pointing out Uggos, a.k.a. Um, the, the creative people. girls. Yeah. <laughs> the girls who went to liberal arts colleges. And they're starting to point them out. They land on one girl who's, like, hot but, like, wearing overalls and glasses. And so he was like, ew, no way. I'd rather suck a dick. <laughs> and Paul Walker's like, well, you're about to suck mine because I pick her, right? So they, ha- they do a bet where, like, he has to make her prom queen. So he, like, starts to try and get to know her. He, like, crashes and burns. She does, like, a great surrealist art joke. He starts to, like, get involved with her interests because he has a little sister played by Anna Paquin. Who, that, which is wild. Yeah. Because I felt like Anna Paquin like was a, always 30. Like a lispy Anna Paquin, like a babby Anna Paquin. And she's like, find out what she likes. And so, <laughs> <laughs> Zach Seiler, he goes and does performance art um, because Lainey's into performance art because she's so weird. Ooh. Um, so kooky and creative. Um, so he does performance art that kind of wins her over. He tries to ingratiate her with the friends and the friends turn out to like Lainey, who is played by Rachel A. Cook, by the way. Um, <laughs> this is such a bad synopsis. No, I love it. You're oh taking us there. I, I know so much about who you are. So the friends are into Lainey. They're like, she's real. She's got bobos. Like, let's, <laughs> bobos or boobies, 90s boobies. And they were like, let's just give her a chance, right? So she, show, she shows up to this house party and Zach's ex-girlfriend who dumped him, like, gets jello grabs a shot like throws it on Lainey's silk dress and just like tells her off she's like you're nothing go kill yourself <laughs> you're vapor you're vapor you're, spam. You're, spam. you're a waste of perfectly good yearbook yeah stories. and then she like spills a drink on her it's very dramatic Lainey goes and cries she realizes she doesn't fit in with these people but the freaks in the school start to rally for Lainey as prom queen because they're like you know what like she used to wear overalls before you know makeover montage um, before that montage, she was really fucking ugly, and she was one of us, <laughs> and she had a ponytail, it was fucking disgusting, yaks my brains out, but she could be our prom queen, you know what I'm saying? So, like, they rally to get her to be prom queen, Taylor, like, the mean ex-girlfriend is trying to be prom queen, it's a battle, blah, 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 blah. there's, uh, montages, there's 90s clothes, there's Dulé Hill saying, uh, stuff, and then, finally, Lainey finds out through Paul Walker that she was a vet. She gets mad at Freddie Prince Jr., even though they were kind of falling in love. And then they go to prom, and there's a huge dance sequence. <laughs> By the way, I should tell everyone at home, Usher's been narrating this whole movie. Like, he is the Greek chorus for this film. He's, the he's Greek letting chorus. us know how he's, to feel. For some reason, the school's DJ, who speaks on a PA system literally every 15 minutes of the film, 
describing what is just transpired, um, but in like cool Usher slang. Does he ever actually talk to any of the characters? Or no, that's the funny how to, thing. He's I'm, the gossip girl of, of that time. No, there's literally, he doesn't talk to any of the characters. He's kind of omniscient, if you will. Literally tells Freddie Prince Jr. He's like, oh, it happens, man. Like when he got dumped like five minutes later, like. I think Usher's God, actually, in this movie. Hot I take. think that's what that's supposed to represent um, so in a Shakespearean tale. Usher is um, everybody's deity in this film. He's narrating it. Um, there's a prom. There's a dance sequence choreographed by professional dancers to a Fat Boy Slim song. <laughs> Lainey is with Paul Walker, who in the men's bathroom is like, maybe I'll rape her. I don't fucking know. Like, kind of nonchalant about rape. They don't say rape, but, like, it's implied that he's, like, rapey, right? So, like, Freddie Prince Jr. is, like, driving up and down L.A. in his yellow Jeep. He's like, oh, he's, like, calling all these hotels. He's like, I gotta stop this from happening. And it turns out that, like, she didn't need saving because it's almost the 21st century keep up. Women can defend themselves, Okay. Stand your ground. Maybe not stand your ground. <laughs> no, that hasn't worked out for any woman who has attempted it. Listen. It only worked out for George Zimmerman. Listen. She fucks Paul Walker up with a little tiny air horn that fucks up his ear. She's like, that's what you get for being rapey, okay? And he's like, what? Anyways, they go out onto the porch. Freddie Prince Jr. and Rachel Lee Cook. They make out. Sixpence None the Richer plays. We find out Zach has lost the bet, so he has to walk graduation. Nakey. But we don't see it. We don't see any of it, which is really disappointing. No peak of the peen, no peak of the tushy. At least a tushy. Yeah, at least a tushy. Nineteen ninety eight, the world or nineteen ninety nine, the world was about to end. They, we could have seen Freddie Prince Jr. Throw in some tushy. Out. It's Y two K. We got it from Ryan Phillippe. You know why can we get it from Freddie Prince Jr. Exactly. So, anyways, roll credits. That's the end. So, moral of the story: it pays to be ugly. Someone will give you a makeover, and you'll find your soulmate because he's been trying to trick you this whole time. At what point did you get your makeover? Oh, honestly, like, I'm still waiting. Um, so if anyone um, thinks I'm ugly and would like to uh, take my glasses off, perhaps put my hair down, um, you know, I'm available. I'm open. Reviving Daria yeah. on Twitter. I have off. I have weird days off, but I mean, if you can fit it <laughs> on, like, a Monday or Tuesday, you know? So, Naomi, I was very glad when you told me this was your fave bad movie. Yeah. Because... I have had a few movies where it's not that great. Yeah. And it's not my favorite, but yeah. I want to let people convince me. And we are celebrating all film here. Yes. But I actually like this movie too. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> so it makes this significantly oh, easier. So nice. I have the reasons why I like this movie. Okay. You have your reasons. Yes. Okay. Why do you like this movie? Um, I like this movie because I saw it when I was six years old and I was like, <laughs> that's going to happen to me. Most definitely. And I'm still holding out hope. So it gave you hope. It inspired you. It gave me hope. It inspired me because even at six, I knew I was a little homely. Let's not be, let's not be coy. I knew I wanted to do comedy. So <laughs> <laughs> I was just waiting for my Freddie Prince Jr. to sweep me off my feet, you know? What if you were the Freddie Prince Jr.? Someone's waiting for you. Ooh. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I really like this movie because... It was one of those movies that presented, this is what high school is going to be. Oh my god, yes. So I thought it was, there was going to be twists, oh my god. turns, betrayals, yes. bets, backstabbing, dance forward numbers. stabbing, dance numbers, yes. beach volleyball. Yes. None of these things happened to me in high school. No. So it set the stakes really, really high. So I had an incredible high school experience because none of this happened to me. Yeah. I had a really boring high school experience because none of this happened to me. I actually missed my first 
day of classes because after first period I didn't hear Usher. I was really confused. I thought the day it, it, he wasn't here, um, so I guess we all have to go home, right? So I guess I'll see you guys later. I uh, was really hoping to work out the rest of my schedule today, but we'll fit it in tomorrow, you know? There's always Tuesday. So. No, that's when you're doing your makeover. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. What's another reason you like this movie? I like this movie because it is a very weird 90s brand of pseudo-feminist girl power. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where it like wasn't exactly feminism, because feminism was very scary in the 90s. But it was very like girl power. It was like, hey, you're not that ugly. You know? <laughs> like, if you just took your hair down and like let a guy gaslight you into a date, you could be okay like you could be fine and then you'll learn how to open up to people you'll finally paint your mom you know <laughs> like you'll finally let your boobies out of those overalls like <laughs> you let those girls breathe yes the bobos need to breathe <laughs> the 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 quotes the lines the one-liners the dialogue of this movie mm-hmm. kevin williamson wishes he could honestly he does they're at the beach Lainey undoes her overalls. Very important, right? She's shedding her skin. That's her snake skin, right? To show a one-piece bathing outfit. She's wearing a one-piece because she's not like the other girls, okay? Internalized misogyny was still in, so she was like, not like other girls. I'm cool and arty, so I wear a one-piece and it's black, okay? It was still like a low-cut one-piece, though. Yeah. Like, it was definitely not like a Speedo brand. It was a little, (laughs) it was a little saucier, you know? And then Paul Walker and Freddie Prince Jr. grabbing something from the car. Yeah. They're coming down just as she does that. And Paul Walker says, check out the Bobos on Super Freak. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. That's the line of the century. It is. One line that I like is when they force that kid to eat the pube pizza. Oh my God. He says, hoover it. (laughs) (laughs) Why is that the line? It's so stupid. Uh, That actor, Shenaman, from fucking... American Pie. Yes. I love him. What happened to him? I don't know. He's also in this movie. Well, he hoovered it, so nothing good. He's probably still in urgent care. <laughs> also, yeah, he pulls out his pubes to put on his pizza to they make Karen like Cole They like a fucking shithead stoner pulling out his own pubes, as if pulling out your pubes doesn't hurt. Right, like... Or like he has a surplus of, like, loose tadpoles in the bottom of his boxers or whatever. You know what I mean? This is disgusting. He goes home every single day... And he just has to shake out his undies. Ew. Oh my God. That's so like No wonder needles. he's sad. Yeah. That's why he has to bully. Because he just has an excess of loose pubes. Yeah. What if his penis is balding at 15? That's really sad. But I mean, like, they have Bosley, so. You're right. You know what I mean? Like, men's play is so just like. I really like that it set me up for loving weird cinema. Yes. Because it gave us Janie's weird performance art. Yes. But. Then they gave us Freddie Prince Jr. playing Hacky Sack. Yes. For five minutes. Yeah. While intense music's in the background, and nothing has given me more anxiety than that scene. I love that scene because he's like, it's like him learning to have one feeling. You know what I mean? He's like, he's like, whoa, this is a lot of pressure. I guess I'm under a lot of pressure. Whoa. Maybe I don't feel good about that. <laughs> I'm straight up not having a good time. And then everyone in the theater's like, wow, like he went there. I'm like, went where? (laughs) Read a horoscope, you know what I mean? Went where? Up this street? And came immediately back? 
with I someone just, else's bike. I just think it's really funny because, like, playing soccer, the obvious popular sport of the United States, is just like when you're a soccer star, you don't have time to like identify feeling. You you're know? too busy trying to save the world and get some pussy. Yeah, you're trying to like be your dad and go to Dartmouth. Ugh. I know. Ugh. Does this give us the one of the iconic lines? I don't want your life. It it's not the I don't want your life, but it's very similar of like, oh, you don't want me to like. It's like, not my life, dad. It's not my future. It's your future. And then his dad's like, you're a fucking dummy. You can go wherever you want. Just, like, pick a college. Jesus Christ. And then Janie also then lets him know later, you can do whatever you want. You're 18 now. Just be a fucking adult. Lainey's like, are you ever going to make a choice in your goddamn life with being a pussy? And she's right. Yeah. She's like, your lispy sister has more balls than you. (laughs) She plucked my eyebrows. How dare you? She had a list. What do you want me to dance around it? We have to prepare the people. <laughs> now you definitely need to watch I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robbins? Ribbons? Timothy? Whatever his name is. It's on Netflix. There is one skit where he does this exact bit that you were doing. Oh my god. But he's absolutely earnest about it. Oh, I love it. It makes me very, very sad. But I think it's hilarious. Oh no. Paul Walker okay. in this movie. Paul Walker's a villain. Yes, he's a villain. I love him so much. And also, like, they flip the script because Freddie Prince Jr. has dark hair, right? So, like, the good guy having dark hair, we have to make the villain have blonde hair. Mm-hmm. Which, in the 90s, was very groundbreaking. It was cinematography at its finest. D- Fincher was shaking. Daniel J.D. Lewis Nolan was wishes. shaking. Fucking Timothy Chalamet had just been born. And he was shaking. <laughs> so he was shaking, naturally. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Walker delivers all of his lines like they are ADR'd. Yes. And it is so funny. And for some reason, he hasn't figured out his shoulders yet. Oh, yeah. No, he's still, like, very, like, not aware of his body in front of the camera. And I I clocked it because I'm the same way. I walked through the frame like Sasquatch. He looks like Jennifer Hudson when she was on American Idol. Before she won her Academy Award. He looks like Holly Hunter in 13. No, because she was acting. She was like, oh, it's such a burden. Like, when will it end? Like, she's carrying the weight of the world on her shoulders. Exactly. And that makes you look a little stumpy. Exactly. But it was so much fun. Gabrielle Union's in this movie for some reason. Gabrielle Union and Dulé Hill are underutilized in this movie. You want to talk about underutilized? Can we yeah. talk about Dulé Hill's nipples? Oh my God. Okay. Yes. They're little. They're very tiny in the beach scene. And I told you when we were watching it, I was like, I bet he has really big nipples and they just put concealer on them. <laughs> like they put concealer on his areolas so that you, because they were like, this is so distracting. Like no one's going to pay attention to Freddie Prince Jr. If your nipples are the size of saucers. So they got makeup in there and then they said, don't get wet and don't sweat. And he was like, well, you're having me in the sun in a volleyball scene. And then they were like, this is really unprofessional. You're not, you know, you're not being a team player. And he was like... I'm just really sorry. It's just like, you know, I just got my SAG card. Like, this is my first big set. Like, I don't really know, you know, what's going on. And they were like, it's fine. But just like, you know, like, just a note for later. And he was like, yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. And then he went home and cried. As you we know? all do. Yeah. Whenever we see directors If notes. someone put concealer on my nipples, I would be really upset. My boyfriend often puts concealer on my nipples and I cry every time. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, if you don't, you're kind of a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> that bit went way too long. <laughs> no, no, it didn't. It could have gone for 44 minutes. Oh. The rap battle about who's going to win prom. Yeah. What is this movie? Okay. Who made the decisions on this movie? We're like, okay, so here's a traditional tale. Yeah. We're going to add a rap battle, Mm -hmm. which in a movie with Usher and Little Kim, we're not going to feature either of them. No. We are going to do a choreographed dance sequence at prom. Yes. Rachel Lee Cook will not obtain Carrie-like powers 
when she wins prom queen. No. That's a decision that they forcefully made. Well, because she doesn't win. The set piece after set piece after set piece that this movie was. They're going to include an existential, experimental performance art piece in, this mi- in the middle of this teenage high school movie. Yeah. She's lying. She has never done performance art. She still thinks that regular theater is performance art. I mean, yeah. Yeah, definitely. All of these weird decisions. Like, that was someone who's like, I'm going to just keep going until someone says no, but no one said no. I feel like it was someone, like, writing, like, for teenagers, but, like, they weren't one. They, like, popped out of their mom, like, a 30-year-old. Like, John Green? Yes. And so he was very, like, he was very, like, oh, like, how do we work the phrase she's all that into the dialogue of the movie? Because it's not something kids say naturally, and we're aware of that, but we're still calling the movie this. Oh, let's do a rap battle, because nothing says high school like a rap battle between two 35-year-old dudes. It was a good rap battle, though. I kind of liked it. It was great. And I yeah. love that, like, as soon as it started, you fell right into it and you started rapping along. Yeah. You took me there and you had the sound effects, too. She's going to be prom queen. Lady. Yeah. <laughs> Laney Boggs. Yes. They already have her in glasses. Yeah. They already have her in a ponytail. Yeah. They already have her in paint covered overalls. Yeah. Why give her a fucking ugly ass name like Laney Boggs? Because they want you to know, like, oh, this is a, this is a piece of work. Ooh, man, is our work cut out for us? Yeah, she's hot underneath, but do you even want to say her name? No, it's disgusting. <laughs> That's how much we do not like her. Yeah. Also, like, for character reasons, like, you can't have an outsider named, like, Rebecca. Rebecca. You know what I mean? Like, you can't have an outsider named, like, Amanda, you know? Oh, that's that ugly girl. Her name is Riley. Yeah. I was like, no one believes you. Stop. Her name is... That's the ugly girl, Courtney. Yeah, that's the ugly girl, Jewel. I'm like, oh no. We don't believe that. That's that ugly girl, Aquafantasia. (laughs) That's that ugly girl, Ornasia. You're like, no, That's no, that no. ugly girl, Leslie. Oh my god. <laughs> Do you see that girl? She's so fucking ugly. Ugh. Her parents were like slightly cool and they're like, oh, we're gonna know the name of the future. Lainey. Oh my god. That's like my parents named me Naomi. My dad wanted to name me Amanda so bad and my mom was like, no. We're gonna go for Naomi. Yeah. And then I found out, I was like, oh, did you name me Naomi because it's Japanese and English like me? And my mom was like, no, your bachan can't pronounce R and L sound. So we had to have a name without R and L sound. And I said, okay, yeah. Amanda would have also fit, I guess. Amanda would have fit, but also, like, my dad tried to make my sister Amanda because I wasn't Amanda. And I was like, why are you obsessed with Amanda? Did Amanda break his heart? I don't know. Was it Amanda Bynes? I don't know. She's the man. That's what I'm saying. Oh, my God. Yeah. From the Amanda show. Like, I could have been, I could have been the man. Duh. Yeah. What do you think this movie was missing? Oh, I think this movie was definitely missing um, butt cheeks at the end. Because if you're going to say that Freddie Prince Jr. has to walk across the stage naked, like, you know, we don't, listen, I'm not asking for Boogie Nights full-on prosthetics, full frontal. Okay? I absolutely am. I know you are. But I'm saying that, like, would I appreciated that? Yes. Would, do I, would I have gotten it? No. But what I'm saying is, like, you could have done, like, a cheeky little, like, oh, he's going behind all the people at the podium. Look, he's behind the podium. Oh, he turned around. There's a shrub. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you said shrub and you made the smallest space between yeah. your fingers. Well, because I'm doing, like, I'm doing oh, depth you're, of field. Oh, yeah. so you're in the crowd. I'm in the crowd. You're sitting next to little Kim. Sh- yes. Yeah. Okay. I go to that high school. Yeah. No, I yeah. believe that about you. Yeah. I do look old enough. <laughs> Why do you think people consider this a bad movie? I think people consider it a bad movie because it's very tropey, and I agree. And it's a little sexist, and I agree. Okay, 
And it's are the is the dialogue ridiculous? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he says Hoover it, and then the guy eats a pube pizza. So like, absolutely. But I think people think it's bad because they're afraid to feel what I felt when Freddie Prince Jr. ended up picking the fucking weirdo girl. You know what I mean? Like when he picks the weirdo girl, I was like, I'm gonna be okay. You know what I mean? I deserve love too. Hot guys will definitely still want to get it. They may not. They may it take. It may take them a while to say it. it. May take them a while to identify feeling and to tell people that they want to fuck a weirdo. But they'll want to do it. That they'll actually happened, and she's yes. the man. Yes. Where the black guy wanted to hook up with Eunice, who yes. had asthma and headgear. Yeah. He was super attracted to her, yeah. and then Duke started going out with her, and suddenly everyone was into her, and he was like, um. So how come when I liked her, y'all made fun of me? But now that Duke is doing it, she's cool. Screw you guys. I hate high school. Yeah. He watched this movie, realized you can like a weird girl. Yeah. And he was all about it. And that's, he attacked that crack. That's a thing that happens when you're a weird, when you're the weird girl. Is I think that like, you don't think that you're deserving of like the the hot jock, the perfect dude type of guy. But honestly, you are. They definitely want to fuck you. You can use that to your advantage and do a power trip too. That is really fun. When a pretty boy flirts with me and I, like, don't flirt back, they get extremely manic. We've all been there. Like a right? wacky, like a inflatable car dealership. It's so fun to watch. And if someone were to say to you, Naomi, I have never seen She's All That. Mm-hmm. Why should I watch it? I would tell them that you get to see a very tropey, fun high school movie that is acutely self-aware like in small, small doses, enough to make it fun and not so far below your intelligence. But also like the performances are great and they just totally take you back to a time where like high school truly was like the center of the universe. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It set the tropes. I think that's why I think that's why it worked and we allowed it. Yes. It set a lot of the tropes yeah. that we were then get familiar later on and we would make fun of later. Yes. I think if you wanna know why teen movies were like that for 10 years after, you need to watch this. It's Patient Zero. It really is. She's All That, Patient yeah. Zero. There she is. And that's that on that, mm-hmm. on She's All That. Naomi, where can people find you online? Um, People can find me online on Twitter. I'm, my handle is at Reviving_Daria, all one word. You can find me in Portland at Kickstand Comedy. I'll be working the door. I will be working <laughs> the door. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> And is there anything else that you would like to recommend? Something that you've watched, read, listened to lately? Oh, God. Um, since we're on the topic of 90s bands, they're actually on the soundtrack of this film. Is a band called Super Drag, who I discovered two or three years ago when I was working my horrible desk job that I hated. They got me through the day. It's really just like moody, white boy, like kegger, indie rock. And I'm obsessed with them. I love them so much. I love that. Yeah. You can find me. Joe Daniel, BB on Twitter, and Petty Prince Jr. on Instagram. <laughs> P-E-T-T-Y. Prince, as in the little prince. Junior, as in J-R. Naomi? Yes. Thank you for sharing with us your fave bad movie. Oh, thank you. I mean, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> OMG. Naomi Dixon really is all that, am I right? It was so much fun to sit down with this tour de force and chat about this 90s movie. If you want to share your thoughts about She's All That, you can find me on Twitter at JoeDanielBB, where I also follow the hashtag YourFaveBadMovie. If you want to send me your senior thesis on late 90s teen comedies, send it to YourFaveBadMovie at gmail.com. If you are enjoying the show, it would be super dope if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your favorite podcast. 
This week, I would like to read two reviews by great people. Friend of the Pod McKinley had this to say. Amazing. And that's with four exclamation points. Beautiful man, beautiful podcast. Thank you, McKinley. And thank you to user girl420hang10, who had this to say. So much fun. One exclamation point. We love to see it. Each ep is so engaging because guests are talking about movies they truly, truly love. And JD is so fun. Obvi. Also, that Tyler from the second episode sounds so cute. Is he single? Smiley face. <laughs> Unfortunately for us uglies, Tyler's dating this equally wonderful girl named Naomi, so he's off the market for now. I'm very glad to be sharing this wacky project with you all, and I cannot wait for next week, where me and my guests go hard on our love for a movie where a clown who works at a famous circus has to jump through hoops, keep multiple plates spinning, and sustain a juggling act while the ringleader tries his best to accomplish similar struggles. Talk to you next time. Pop, pop, pop.